Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Elliot Confidential Podcast. My name is Aiden. I'm joined by my father, Christopher Elliot, and my brother, Aaron Elliot. How are you all doing today? Hey, we're doing good. You're probably wondering why Aiden has such a deep radio voice. Well, Aiden is sick. Poor mm, baby. I'm very sick. But um, recently, because of this sickness, uh, there's just been, we've been walking around the streets. I've been talking with you guys, uh, just, you know, in my normal tone of voice at this point, and women just keep coming up to me and saying, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. you, you're so you hot and attractive. <laughs> Please give me your number. Right. And then I say, you know what, baby? I'm legal. That's right. Congratulations. You're yes, 18 years old. I'm 18 years old. Uh, we are in Perth, Australia. Perth. Perth. Hello. Australia. <laughs> We're in Perth, Australia. Yay. Yeah. We Welcome made it. Waste in Australia. That's right. Oh man, we're gonna get killed for our Australian accents. We have to kill you, mate. We got here. It was really an adventure. I promised you <laughs> in our last podcast that we were going to have an adventure getting here, and we did. Today's question, before I forget, is what is the longest it's taken you to recover from a trip? And the reason we're asking is because it's taking us a really long time to get over uh, this last adventure that we had, which was flying from Ushuaia to Buenos Aires to Houston to Doha to Perth, which is almost <laughs> all the way around the world. Oh yeah. I mean, the number of continents that we've visited in the past month is five. Now all we need to do is go back to Europe and to Africa if we wanted to visit all the continents. Because remember, we started in Antarctica. That's right. It's continent number seven. Or something like yep. that, yeah. So, Aiden, uh, you are—you're the one who had a very special trip because uh, we started off in Ushuaia. You were 17 years old, and then when we got to Doha, you turned 18. Yes, I did, and they gave me a, a nice, uh, warm welcome in Doha. Uh, they didn't even know it was my birthday there. We just told them offhand, and. Five minutes later, I see them coming around the corner with a, a, a like a the, this thing to put on, over your shoulders. A sash, like, right? Yeah. yeah, a sash that said "Birthday Boy," and they were saying "Happy Birthday" with cake. I'm like, how do they do it that quickly? The answer: first class lounge. We were very lucky to uh, know someone who got us into that lounge, which is just amazing. This is Qatar Airways first class lounge in Doha, and uh, they are very attentive there. So when I mentioned we arrived. I mentioned that uh, it was your birthday. Yes. They immediately found a, some birthday cake and they and uh, there was champagne popping and uh, candles. Did they have any candles? They uh, did have candles. Well, no, they didn't. They, they did not yeah. have candles. It was but, great. Yeah. We actually had an interesting trip because we flew from uh, Ushuaia to, well, really from Buenos Aires to um, back to the States to Houston, United Airlines, economy class. Any thoughts about that? Oh, I mean, definitely not as good as... Uh, <laughs> that was horrible. Not as good as Qatar, not nearly as good. My goodness. I mean, I just was thinking about it because I remember trying to sleep on that flight because it was an overnight, it was a red eye. Yeah. Oh man, pain. Oh, it was so horrible because yeah. I couldn't get myself in a posture enough. So like it was between my head being really far back, like and not in a comfortable position or like slumped over. And I would wake up like every 30 minutes. It was, uh, uh, no, being in economy class on that flight, not fun. I'll tell I, you that. What did you think? Uh, well, the seat was uncomfortable. 
we were in the back of the plane. It was a very long flight, and the food was very bad. <laughs> Did and they even have food? Yeah, uh, yeah we ordered. They had time. food. It was very bad. Kind of. Yeah. You were I asleep mean, when they brought it over. Um, but that's you right. know, here's the thing: we were we were in economy. So uh, you know, when you go into an economy seat, I mean, I don't think you should have a bad experience if you buy any sort of plane ticket. But that's just kind of what you get as yeah. like a baseline usually now for economy, at least with the American. Um, uh, based airlines. Yeah, they but, call you know, it torture class. Yeah. For me, uh, I, all of the above is true, except that uh, I'm still walking around on a broken pelvis. I still, I was about halfway through my recovery. Um, it typically takes about 12 weeks to get over um, a broken pelvis. So I was sitting in a middle seat. I was sitting next to a guy who was watching for the duration of the flight horror movies. <laughs> and not just watching the horror movies. But what I noticed about him was that whenever the bad guy will come out like with a knife and start cutting people up, he would be laughing. <laughs> so I thought, oh, this is not good. I'm seated next to someone who's not mentally stable. <laughs> so it was an interesting flight, you know, you, and I guess you can't really control the people that you have to sit next to. But um, mm -hmm. that's one of the more interesting passengers. Uh, no harm came to any of us. But if anyone was going to get well, if it was going to happen to anyone, it would have happened to us on that flight because this guy was not, not with it. Anyway, so we get to Houston. Houston was like our 48 hours on the ground. What's the first thing that we did there? We had about three <laughs> days on the ground, actually. Well, it was two, uh, two and a half. Okay. Yeah, uh, but the first order of business was we went to a Whole Foods. And the <laughs> no. funny thing with uh, Google is it'll track your locations if you ask it to. And I like that because it lets us keep track of where we've gone and you can have like a really nice... Uh, yeah, you get well, to see all the pins. You, yes. Yeah, you have a very nice, well-formatted page that just shows you all the places you've been in the past certain period of time. And because we went immediately from the airport to a Whole Foods, it looks like we traveled directly from Ushuaia <laughs> to Whole Foods in Houston. I know, I know. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. We do like Whole Foods, uh, mostly because they have great kombucha, and you're really into kombuchas. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh my goodness. There, uh, I don't know if any of our viewers are avid kombucha enjoyers, but I don't know mm. about you guys, but when, I, when we go to Europe, the kombucha is wildly different. Not, oh, not yeah. just Europe, it's not the same a, thing. Asia and Africa too, uh, and Ushuaia too, because mm. we also tried some kombucha there. Um, you, though I will say the kombucha in Ushuaia was better than Africa, Europe, and Asia, but the U.S., North America specifically has the best kombucha in the world. There's no comparison. Yeah. It, it tastes way better. Way, way better. We were very lucky to stay with my uncle who has a, a place in Houston and visited with some family while we were there. And then we get to the airport in Houston and there was one heart-stopping moment when I thought that our trip was going to end. Aaron, oh. <laughs> tell us about so that. So we were checking into our Qatar flights over to Doha and... Uh, so we're at the check-in and they say, oh, want just a moment. And they say, well, they're swiping our, our yeah, uh, swiping passports, our passports and, and something happens. And okay. You don't have to say it like it's Some, something, and happened. something <laughs> happened and then something went wrong and something went horribly wrong. West, so Australian immigrations denied us 
because we said they said that we didn't have a visa yeah. and at that point we're like we don't have a visa and we thought it was just like one of those normal visas on arrival or uh, that we would just you yeah. know apply for it and it would just be really easy we just check in and there'd be no problems entering but no you do need a visa and it had changed because we had looked it up and it had changed on january 1st yes. apparently yeah and so we thought we were we were dead yeah we thought we weren't going to get on this flight and we had gotten there three hours beforehand we had no idea what it was going to be like. We were just playing it safe. And so we were like, oh no, like they, they're going to close our boarding gate. And it's, obviously that wasn't true because we're in here in Australia now. Yeah. So well, this is what we did is very quickly we downloaded the, uh, it was the West, it was not Western Australia, it's the West. No, it was Australia, like the Visit Australia. Yeah, they app. had this app um, yeah. for Australia Visa. It's like, um, yeah, I forget what the app is called. And they actually allow you to scan your own passport, take a picture of it. Yeah. And, and then we looked it up online and it said processing times, two days. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we submitted ours and what happened then? We paid $20 to and submit our passports and all the details. We got an email saying, yeah, congratulations, you've been congratulations, accepted. Congratulations, mate. So we just go, we uh, scan Within our passports 30 again. Within seconds we get the yeah, acceptance. Yeah. So, now we have uh, we have our visas approved. Now it's not going to be the same for New Zealand, supposedly. You've got to wait a little bit more time. Yeah. But we got our approval. We just we just checked in then, and we were very very relieved at that point yeah. because we could have been denied access. Um, could have been denied boarding to this flight that we had planned, and we would have ended up having to you know go back, and uh, that would have been really really hard. Because, you know, changing those plans at that point was, uh, yeah, that, was, that would have been ridiculous. We were very lucky. And I, I got to tell you, my heart did stop there for a minute there. Because I thought we're, uh, I saw the two days that it, mm -hmm. uh, processing time and I thought this is not going to happen. But we're very lucky. We got on the flight. Um, this time, though, we were lucky enough to be sitting in business class. We got a chance to experience one of Qatar Airways Q suites. And um, that was really, considering that that was really the beginning of Aiden's birthday, he had, it was the day of his birthday, was kind of a cool thing. You have a picture of him, we'll post it in the podcast mm -hmm. on the page, of him uh, in one of the Q suites. What did you think of the Q suites, Aiden? I think, I thought they were quite good. They were quite good. <laughs> yes. They were. I, it starts with Q. Quite good, yes. Uh, they um, quite quelling. Is that what's a good? What's another? What's a synonym for good that starts with Q? Oh, I'm quite quindificent. Well, <laughs> I don't think I'm that good. Um, the the suites themselves were uh, yes. spacious. They had room. You could bring your bags down, unpack them, even which which we we did. Q suites. Uh, the service was really outstanding. Quite outstanding. Why not say? We just keep, we're just going to keep saying quite. No, Our vocabularies aren't that big. Uh, well, I could bring up Merriam-Webster right now. If you oh, want no, no, please, it's okay. Well, we got a full night of rest. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and that's priceless when you're going like basically halfway across the world. You really are going to need those hours of sleep because 33 hours while you're sleep deprived, that's got to suck, man. Oh, it's, it's very right. Bad. It wasn't 33 straight hours on a plane. It was 14 hours from Houston to Doha, then we had a, a long layover, and then another 10 and a half hours from Doha to Perth. 
But um, what they do though at Qatar Airways is that, you know, they've got a really nice airport in Doha and they, when you book your, your ticket, they will sell you access to the lounge. So you can go there and rest and they have a very nice business class lounge where you can uh, get food and, uh, you know, you, you can't necessarily, you could sleep in some of the seats. But the first class lounge actually has rooms with beds in them, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. That first class lounge. We had a chance to see that. the most insane thing I think any of yeah. us have ever seen. Ever. They had taken uh, art from the Museum of uh, Islamic Art, yeah. which was crazy. And it was pretty good. I mean, they pretty good art too. The first class. And then the food, of course, was... Oh, yeah. Uh, they, food was pretty good really, too. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they had the same sort of thing going on with the uh, business class lounge. I mean, lots of art. Um, and yeah, I mean, and of course the airport is just really nice. It's yeah. filled with art. They have this new terminal, which is like a garden almost. Yeah, it's like a park, indoor park. And of course the Amazing. whole, the whole mall, it's like a mall basically. The whole, <laughs> I was calling it a mall. The whole place is like a mall. I mean, it's really crazy. But I think that it's definitely, it, it's definitely worth going to. Definitely worth, like if you have a layover in Qatar, I mean, it's not something to dread. Uh, unless, of course, you want to sleep in that case, like, that you pro yeah. <laughs> or you can go shopping, you know, that's the thing is that you, you're there on a stopover and there's plenty of shopping opportunities. They keep expanding that airport too. Yeah. One thing I would say though is in the Middle East, the hospitality is really, I've never seen anything like it. And so whether you're going through Doha or Abu Dhabi, when they get that new airport done in Abu Dhabi, that'd be great, um, or uh, um, uh, Dubai. And Dubai, there we've been through their airport, and it's like a mall. Yeah. Uh, but but the hospitality is really incredible. People really want to take care of you. It's part of the culture, and yep. you don't see that everywhere else. No, mm -hmm. no, no. Um, so we we get on a flight to Perth, Australia, and we find ourselves on an Airbus A380. Those are the double deckers. We're on the upper deck. We walk to the back. And Aiden, what's in the back of the Air Airbus A380? It's a bar. It's a bar, yes. Slash lounge. And we just chilled there for, I think, an hour and a half. Yeah, we did. We had, had a good nice. conversation, uh, watched the sunrise, because it, mm -hmm. you know, it was a kind of a red-eye-ish red flight, and mm -hmm. had a drink, and then went to sleep. Woke up when we were in Perth. Yep. So let's talk about Perth, though. Yeah, so uh, the time difference is pretty crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like you, 10 hours. I had, I had less of a hard time than you guys did. Because my sleep schedule uh, before was so bad, I ended up waking up at 1 a.m. here. But if you guys were here uh, on your regular sleep schedule, you'd have woken up at 8 p.m. Yeah, the, adjusting to the new time zone was difficult. Yeah. Right now, we're ahead. So uh, we're probably... It's a... I want to say 13 hour time difference between the East Coast and here, something like that. It's, it's insane. Um, so we're, we're basically a, almost a full day ahead of the rest of, uh, of, of where, where we, the rest of our readers or listeners yes. are from. Um, what do you guys think of Perth? I mean, it's, I'll tell you what, it's, um, it's a lot like Scottsdale mixed with Sedona to me. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, you just take out the, the beautiful red rocks and replace it with Savannah Desert. It's flat, yeah. It's very flat. It's very flat. But there's like one, uh, where we are at least, 
So, you know, we're nowhere close to the central business district. But the Sebei Day. Um, the, the city is a lot bigger than Sedan. I'll, I'll give it that. So uh, our specific area just kind of looks like Sedan. There's just like one central road and then you got some really nice markets at the end. Yeah. Um, it's got some good stuff so far from what we've seen. Uh, there's more stuff to do than we thought because, you know, everyone likes to say Perth. It's the most isolated city in the world. Um, uh, or at least the most isolated major city in the world. At least in Australia, it is the most isolated on the yeah, continent. There's not much else going on here. But they got a lot of things coming in. I mean, they're right on a coast, so they can you know get things imported from other countries and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The reason I say this is because the really good markets that I'm talking about where we are are the Asian markets. They are, yeah. But there's a ton of other areas to the city that we're uh, excited to explore very soon. But as yeah. for what we're going to be doing most of our time in Perth, we're just going to be chilling, really, and just kind of exploring a little bit, but just chilling. Yeah, I have so mm -hmm. much work to catch up on while I'm here that I'm probably going to just end up doing you know, some exploration yeah. during the week, maybe during the weekend, definitely. But um, one of the things that uh, is happening here is summer, and it's um, very, very warm. It's going to be almost up to 100 degrees Fahrenheit here today. Uh, we're in a vacation rental that has a lone air conditioner unit in one of the rooms and it's not working very well So we are in a hot house right now. It's yeah. really warm. It's hard to go to bed. It's hard to sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I know there's been people back east in the States who are freezing right now um, I guess temperature extremes of any kind are not the best So uh, if you if you want to warm up come to Australia for sure but I agree with uh, with Aiden. Um, the the Asian food markets here are really amazing. They have this incredible diversity, and uh, the population too. We are we're in a suburb, and the suburb is, you know, um, just a little north of uh, the central business district. And and there's all sorts of people here. It's not mm. it's not just what you would think of as Australians. There's uh, a lot of immigrants from the Philippines, uh, other parts of Asia. And all the food and uh, all the markets that come with it, which are really interesting to explore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot here. I mean, and one of the things that I would definitely want to do today, if we end up going to the CBD, is uh, I want to get a bus card. And I want to also go to Rottnest Island because there's this uh, little creature called the quokka, which is like Q-U-O-K-K-A. It's a quokka. quokka. And um, supposedly they're like really cute um, basically rodents, they're like but little mice. They're yeah. like mice, but they're but they're larger, and they all live on this island, and it's uh, they're really cool. Only issue, of course, is you got to get a ferry to go to the island and whatnot. But you know, there's uh, I'm gonna try to do some hiking while I'm here. I mean, uh, you got to take advantage of the situation and the opportunities that you have, and uh, you know, Western Australia or Perth generally. It seems to have like a pretty good bus system and metro system. I don't know. Uh, we'll, I'll go get back on that later because I honestly haven't been on it yet. Um, but in any case, you know, we're going to explore Western Australia, see what it has. I mean, this has a really unique biodiversity. Um, where we are in Perth, you can go outside and see all of these, these parrots. parrots. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. my goodness. They're very colorful parrots too. They're not just like, you know, birdie birds. But anyway, well, the birds, like, the birds are really cool looking. They're not like, um, they're not stupid birds. 
Yeah, the, there's a lot of crows. The crows make interesting sounds too. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also all of this, uh, this uh, sort of indigenous uh, flora, which is like plants and things like that, that are really interesting. Um, where we are, I mean, one thing that I've noticed is where we are, well, people love growing rosemary. And that might be because of the uh, more Mediterranean climate, but they really love rosemary. And so I can just see like all of this rosemary in our backyard even. We have like five rosemary plants. So I'm making a lot of rosemary tea. Yeah, yeah. the rosemary tea is really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in our last podcast, our question was, tell us about your least favorite destination of 2022. And we got a lot of responses. We got, first of all, we got questions about Antarctica, which I answered in there. But we also got a lot of people talking about the places that they hated in 2022. So let's read some of those because I think they're very interesting. Carla says national parks in Tanzania. She says it was heartbreaking to see 20 to 30 vehicles at a time surrounding and chasing wildlife. Oh, we've seen that. Oh, God. Oh, that that was, we were in Kenya. We never went to Tanzania. Right. We were right. We actually did cross into Tanzania. Uh, briefly while we were in the park, but we've seen the chasing of the wildlife, yeah, that's which ridiculous. they should never ever do. Terrible, yeah, terrible. whenever we were in a, um, okay, no, 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 you're right. When we were in Kenya, we did see them riding it next to um, some moving animals that were moving quickly. I don't yeah, even remember. They, they did. They, they, were, they were, in fact, um, driving after them. I feel like that's not really ethical because you're, scaring, you're scaring the animal to run away from you, you're a threat to them. I mean, I think anything that just unnecessarily stresses out wild animals is just not a really yeah. uh, ethical thing to do. Lynn says, of all the places I traveled last year, my least favorite was Houston, Texas. Oh. <laughs> she says, public transportation was very hard to navigate, traffic was awful, people were not very friendly. We were just in Houston. Okay. Now, here's one thing, here's one thing I'll say, here's one thing I'll say. When we were in Houston the first time, we hated it. Um, Mostly because uh, it was super duper hot. It smelled really bad because of manure. Um, there wasn't much to do, and we drove around a lot. That was until we left the U.S. and we came back. When we came back, uh, Houston was like yeah. a, a, a fantasy land because well, yeah. we we had taken total advantage of all of the amenities we had in the U.S. and we were like, wait a minute, this place has everything we wanted. Um, they have a Whole Foods. They have a Trader Joe's. They have a Sweet Greens. I mean, really. Okay, here's the thing. Mod Pizza, don't forget. And Mod Pizza too. Uh, they have all you care about is food. <laughs> oh, all we care about is food. Here's the thing. This may seem small, but we really, really like these. For things. like a couple days, it's good, but after that, it becomes very repetitive. And also, downtown Houston sucks. We're talking about the Woodlands, which is like Whoa. a suburb in the yeah, north. Yeah, but the, yeah. at least the Woodlands well, is really good. But, but what, I, what I wanted to say, though, is I wanted to detract from one thing, is that when we were in Houston our last time, everyone was so nice. Like, oh, yeah. really nice southern hospitality. I felt like every woman I talked to was my grandmother. And my grandmother doesn't even treat me that well. She, didn't even <laughs> okay. treat, she doesn't even treat me as well as these women did. Okay, They're right. like, hello, honey. How are you doing? How can I help you? And I, meanwhile, I, re I remember this one story. Can I go on a tangent here for a second? I remember one story. I went into a store and I got all the vegan junk food I could because I'm like, I only have one chance to get this. And I'm in a rush. I wear all black 
and I still have my sunglasses on, I look so suspicious, okay? And I'm rushing as I'm, you know, beeping all these things at the self-checkout center, all these, you know, junk food items. Anyone in their right mind would be like, mm, I think this kid's kind of trying to scam me. Stoner. Or, or, a stoner, or, a stoner, or something like that. Yeah, like, oh man, I really got the munchies here, guys. But instead, this uh, grandma-esque figure comes up to me and she's like, oh, sir, you seem to be in a rush. Can I help you with those groceries? And I said, oh, I'm so sorry if I look suspicious. I just don't want the ice cream to melt. Which was true. That was the whole reason. I just didn't want the ice cream to melt. They did have good ice cream. And she was so nice. She's like, okay, just let me know if you need any help. These machines sometimes don't work too well. And she just let me go. And I felt more loved in that moment than I think I have in (laughs) years. Oh, I love you. Oh, no, I know. I know. I know. But you're a man. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. joking. No, no. It's not a joke. I actually am a man. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. It's not a joke. But... Or I, I will detract from that. Almost every woman I talked to treated me actually better yeah. than my own grandmother. And I won't say which. I won't say which. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to get yourself into so much trouble. Well, we did go to... Um, uh, we were in Houston during the middle of the summer, which is a difficult time to be there because a Houston in the summer is like an oven. It makes Perth look like nothing. Yeah, it, it, it was winter there and it felt like summer. Well, yeah, we were there. It was probably in the low 70s during the yeah, day. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, Good I know. medium temperature, though. It was like really nice temperature. Yeah, but if we had been trying this in August, it would have been sultry. a very different... Yeah, sultry is a good word to describe. Well, I said sweltering, not sultry. Sultry, sweltering, okay. Uh, Nancy says that uh, her worst destination by far uh, is Singapore. She says... The reason was the miserable weather, which is what we were talking about a minute ago. The humidity was so high that it rained off and on all day, every day that I was there. <laughs> the heat was so high that it was almost impossible to wear even the lightest of raincoats. And just like NYC or Paris, at the first raindrop, every taxi disappeared. Whoa. So uh, interestingly, we are headed to that part of the world. We're now in Asia Pacific. Singapore is on our list of places. Maybe we should try visiting, you know, maybe not in the rainy season. Well, that's about it for the LA Confidential Podcast. So glad you joined us. We will be in Perth for the next couple of weeks. We're looking forward to sharing our discoveries with you. I'm sure there will be many. We're going to be downtown today, checking out the Central Business District and trying to stay out of trouble. I hope you do too. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye-bye.